I mean, you make six figures a year in... And just that, yes. And just real estate. Yeah, and just rentals. And just rentals, mm -hmm. not including all the equity in all the properties. Right, right. Are you actively buying more properties? And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast, where we find amazing people that did amazing stuff, and today is absolutely no different. Uh, we got my boy, my friend, really, my mentee and my mentor. Oh, right? That's okay. about right, right? That's okay. pretty accurate. You're my mentee and my mentor. We're going to have to talk about the mentor part. I didn't know that. Yeah, bruh. I'm learning so much about business from you. So he, was, he jumped into the podcasting space. I'm like, yo, the way he communicates with... Uh, people, I'm like, yo, your podcast is going to be amazing. So mm. um, I'm kind of helping him on the podcasting space and his podcast is growing. Um, but I'm learning a lot about business because you run multiple successful businesses. No doubt. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So went to the top of your game in the hair company, her hair company? I own her hair company. Yes, sir. Her hair company. Yep. yep. You have herhaircompany.com? Yes. That's dope. And uh, it rings. Well, the concept was at the time... You know, I'm not a lady, right? But when I was like, you know, looking at competitors, it was like Tasha's hair company, you know, Sasha's hair company, mm -hmm. Tiffany's hair company. I wouldn't sell a bundle if it said Eric's hair, you know, right, Eric's right. company. So her hair company, you know, gave it ownership. Mm -hmm. It was her hair company. That's dope. You ever reach out to her, the artist? Nah, nah. That would have been a good one. Yeah. That could be a collab. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never thought about that. I need, I need, that's my IP. I need a percentage. <laughs> that would be you. lit. That would be lit. Yeah. So her hair company, how well has that done? Man, so uh, we've done very well. We've been blessed. So um, I was able to make the Inc. 500 list in 2016, 17, and 18. Um, so what that means, basically, we were one of the fastest growing companies in America during that time. Man, yeah, yeah. Out of thousands and thousands and thousands of companies. No doubt, no doubt. That's crazy. How'd you do it? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I fired myself out of the company. Mm. So what I mean by that is when I learned this skill, because I didn't know nothing about hair coming into this, right? Mm. Um, I basically fired myself and put somebody the somebody in the position that could do it better. Mm. And as I kept doing that, organically we just scaled. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So scaled that and then you went into real estate. So yeah. first off, Eric, how do you introduce yourself normally? Man. Because uh, I, I, like, we can't go heavy. I don't, like, you're just an overall dope entrepreneur. So how I do you lead? It. I'd be interested to know how you introduce yourself. Man, my name is Eric Armstrong. Uh, I'm an investor. Uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? I just love to just like project manage things. You know, that's like my niche. I love to project manage. Gotcha. And, you know, I've just had success doing that. So when you're in the club, how do you introduce yourself? I'm dead, man. That's too funny. <laughs> so when I'm in the club, I'm DJ Smooth. But I haven't been in the club. I retired. Are you really DJ Smooth? That's DJ right? Smooth, yeah, yeah. But I retired I retired uh, uh, six DJ years Smooth? ago. I stopped DJing in 2015. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that before or after the hair company success? So that is after. So her hair company was founded in 2012. And you make the Inc. 500 list three years in a row, mm -hmm. and then you decide to DJ? No, I, I was DJing since I was 14. Let's go DJ. backwards. Gotcha. No, no, I wouldn't go backwards. Right, you know right, what right. I mean? So I started DJing when I was 14. Uh, basically, you know, I was listening to the mixtapes, mm -hmm. Chopped and Screws, uh, DJ Clues. Mm -hmm. 
DJ Envy's, and then, you know, I just gravitated to it. You know, got turntables when I was younger, and that was basically my introduction to entrepreneurship. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so um, walk me back, back before, you know, like the DJ Smooth days, you know what I mean? (laughs) Before you become this, this astute businessman that makes the Inc. 500 list three years in a row. Got you. Um, so, what you doing? So, man, uh, I, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, and then, basically, I was running track. Like I said, I was listening to... I was a fan of that of the culture and the music. And so, like, I picked it up. Um, I got some mentors, um, some local DJs to help me out, man. And then I started making mixtapes when I was 17. Mm-hmm. and putting them in the mom and pop shop, uh, shops. Like, cassette tapes, too, mm-hmm. man. And so, um, to be honest with you, that's when I learned that I could actually make money by doing something one time and sell it over and over and mm-hmm. over and over and over again. You do the again. mix, then... You have a master, and you, you know, duplicate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was my introduction to entrepreneurship. Got you. Which is, now I kind of see the lead up to the real estate. How many doors you got? I got 22. 22 doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, 22... Properties, 22 renters. Because mm-hmm. I want to get there, but I didn't understand it. We had that conversation in one day, and I'm like, yo, I don't see why I will put up all this money to make three, dollars $400 profit. I just don't get it. Understood. But the fact that you continue to scale your real estate business and you're teaching other people how to do it, um, it, it, it made me more comfortable in understanding the game. Understood. That's what's up. So you're, you're DJing, say, yo, I can make this just mix it one time and distribute it and I'll keep making money off the thing that I did one time. How did that lead into the hair thing? So, um, to be honest with you, so I was also DJing nightclubs, right? So I DJed a nightclub downtown Indianapolis and uh, I was, uh, I, I was introduced to some Indian guys that just loved me. They would always tip me, man. Like, they would always come by and give me big tips to play their songs. Mm. And uh, one day I was, uh, just literally uh, hanging out with a buddy of mine, and he was telling me about this endeavor that he had with a lady friend, um, which he was dating. And she was a hairstylist, and she was like, man, I'm trying to sell hair, but I don't understand how to do it. And so he was like, man, I think I'm going to go in business with her. And so before you know it, he was asking for help. Just because I was kind of like in business for myself. You're DJ Smooth at this Yeah, point. I was I was marketing and doing that type of thing. So I was assisting him. Was you making money as, D, as DJ Smooth? Yeah, man. I was I was I was I was doing about a hundred thousand dollars a year. Anywhere between as a DJ. Anywhere between eighty to hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And right. so, um, long story short, he basically uh, we tried to partner, but I didn't know her, so it wasn't a good idea for us to partner. Now let me go back though. The Indian guys at the club were from India. Right. And at the time, Chris Rock had this documentary called Good Hair. Yeah. I so that in that documentary, I probably watched it a hundred times, man. Got everybody's name. And basically I uh went to what we call today AliExpress. It was yeah. called like Alibaba or something, mm-hmm. but AliExpress. And I got their information. I told him, man, I was like, man, I need a driver and a translator. I need to go to New Delhi mm-hmm. in India. He was like, man, I'm going back in two weeks. I was like, how about I get my visa and go back with you? Um, and he was just like, man, mm. I actually have some business to take care of. But what I could do for you is hook you up with my friend that has a hotel and I get you a driver and a translator. And we did that. Mm. So I was in India for two weeks. I found everybody in the movie. Um, came back. That was 2011, just to kind of give it, give it a day. Wow. Uh, found everybody in the movie. Came back. Um, 
And then the guy that used to make my flyers for parties and promotions, I just told him, I said, hey, man, I don't know what I'm doing, but I need a website done. Um, can you make me a website? I made, he made the website for um, basically $550. Mm. That website today has generated me $38 million in revenue in hair extension sales. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. $500 website generated $38 million in sales. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great investment. Great investment. Yeah, great investment. Now I need to understand how you made $38 million in sales on hair, bro. Got you, got you. So, um, like, I would say that I'm a turntablist, right? So I came from the era of records and turntables. I didn't know that, bro. I know you for a good little minute. I didn't know. Yeah, like, yeah, I got the cassette tape million. on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about the $38 million, bro. Oh, no, nah, it's all good. It's all good. Like, you know, <laughs> like, hey, man. So, what happened was, um, I got a job at Angie's List. Um, and when I worked at Angie's List, basically, it's a search engine. Mm -hmm. And I was selling ads. Therefore, I knew... While you were DJing. Oh, uh, yes. Yep, yep. Because I was just like, I need to double down. I could make a salary, and I got the greatest part-time job. DJ you three nights a week. thousand dollars a year as yeah. a DJ. Well, 80 to 100. But I was looking to get a home. So, I needed... I, I wanted... I wanted I wasn't paying taxes back then, bro. And plus, you probably you probably make you probably still living gig to gig. To be honest, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Most and of them like make that type of money. It's like hand in hand. You in the club, you buying drinks. It comes. Here. It goes as fast as it comes. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So basically, then after that, um, I start understanding that the ROI based on your ranking on the website. Mm -hmm. So then. When my guy introduced it to me, I basically was just like, hey, um, I think you should use search engine optimization and or pay for ads because you'll be at the top of Google. But we didn't understand that back then. Mm. So he didn't do it. He's in business as well, too. And he made the Inc. 500 list as well. Mm. Um, so that was pretty dope. And then uh, I started using that and I leveraged it. Um, so what happened was I had a lady named Tierra Monet at the time. She was like this big Instagrammer. Um, did glam looks with what hair. What year is this? 2012. 12, gotcha. Yeah, she did this like uh, Kim Kardashian lookalike mm. type of thing and it just went viral. Had a million views in like two months. Mm. Brother, I had got the job to go get a house. I quit the job in like five days. The phone was just ringing. <laughs> it was ringing. Oh, because in five days, you're, like they're just talking about this concept of how do we get ranked and you have this hair company and you apply it, and it just goes crazy. And I quit my job in five days after I started the company. It was May 26. Never forget it. I got my first sale at 9.15. And then, like, I had to keep going outside to answer the phone, the business phone. And then that was, like, a Monday or something. Oh. By the end of the week, I, I had to turn in my resignation. You was at work. Man, we made $30,000 in revenue. Um, we made $30,000 in revenue in the, in the first month. Mm. Yeah. First month. And the margin was 100%. So I made $15,000 in 30 days. I've never seen money like that at that time. Right, right. For sure, for mm -hmm. sure. Okay, so um, it's it's growing. How, so you, hold on. So you just, you help it rank and then you just, people come to the website and just spend money? Yeah, so, I, so at first I used paper, 
pay-per-click ads. You know right. what I'm saying? So you just rank automatically because it's, it's all about position. You can yeah. pay for the position. But over time, with the viral traffic that I was getting, yeah. and there wasn't a lot of competition in this arena in SEO, we hit the rankings. And the girl was promoting it, Tierra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we so that we paid her for like eight more videos after that. I bet. Just to kind of keep the traffic going. But in between time, I'm paying a search engine optimization company to get me higher in the rankings. So it was just working. And then before you know it, it was turning. It was turning. So the first year, the first six months, I did 250000 then we were projected to do a million, but we got hacked. Um, something happened. Our website got hacked. And, the, and then basically we lost our ranking. Mm. It hurt. I was sick, depressed. So the second year we did $350,000. So that was now 2014. Yeah. Um, and so I lost a lot of money uh, just basically trying to do things on my own and learn things on my own and, you know, trial and error. So then what I did was um, I was looking to invest into real estate um, the whole time. I, it's always been my interest. Yeah. So when I got a real estate mentor, he taught me about private money lending. So what made you want to get into, what made you want to get the mentor? Was there some situation to say, yo, I want to get into real estate? Or did you want to, did you see yourself like, yo, I want to have a whole bunch of real estate or is it just interesting? So for me, like you said, I was wasting a lot of cash. Mm. So for, you know, I got, I was just like, I need to slow down. Mm. So I started basically the money I was making, I started investing into real estate. Mm. Therefore, you know, I was basically investing for my future. What was your first house? What was your first property? My, my first property, uh, I bought it for like 120. Um, the ARV was like 180. Um, it was just average a, retail value. Yeah, yeah, and it was basically we put twenty thousand dollars into it, so I basically got the house for free after we refinanced the property. I don't understand. Got the house for free. Um, so basically, I bought the. I'm pro- sorry. Did y'all get it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't understand. All right. So. I bought the property for $120,000, yes. but the after uh, repair value was one eighty. dollars yeah. All right, so any bank will refinance a property at 80% to ARV. Any bank will refinance a property at 80% of ARV. So ARV, meaning like top of the line, all fixed up, is worth one eighty. dollars 80% of one eighty is $18,000? No, 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 no. You're doing, you're doing uh, bad math. Yeah, I'm terrible math. <laughs> That's 160-something. Right. So yeah. as long as I keep the repairs and the price of the property under the 160, yeah. basically I get the property for free because I get the money that I put into it back. Yes. You know what I mean? And so I can now oh. use that money and leverage it and rinse and repeat that situation. Did you buy it 120 cash? Uh, I did. So 120 cash, then put another 20 cash into it. So you're at 140 cash. Mm-hmm. And after that, you go to the bank and say, yo. Refinance it. Yep. So now it has a loan, but I get my money and I get to repeat the same situation. The right. same, the same so you thing. have your money back. So they gave you actually 160. Basically. About. Mm-hmm. And now you have a mortgage on that. I do. You have a renter that's paying it down now. Yes. So don't worry about the mortgage. So I like the fact that you would own it free and clear and have no note. No doubt. No doubt. You don't like that? I do. I think it's great. But you took but you you took a loan out on it. This is the thing though. Um, so owning it free and clear though, now you have equity that's sitting. You have your money, your your money's there, right? But you're not really leveraging everything that you could possibly leverage. What I mean by that is if your money there, yes, you get a larger amount of cash flow, right? But now you're slowing down the velocity of your money. Does that make sense? No. So 
I can make my money work faster for me if I could use that same. If you have the cash. Mm -hmm. And yes. I could use it, get another one. Use it, get another one. Now that 160, if I bought 10 properties with it, is the velocity of it is turning quicker, meaning that my return on investment is a lot faster if I keep buying more and more and more with the same amount of cash. Mm. So imagine buying 10 properties with the same 160. I see. You oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm slow? All right, fine. Forget y'all. You put up 140 for this one house. You now have it. You go to the bank, say, I need 80% of the ARV. They give you 160. You take the 160, you buy another one. Fix it up. Then you get the money back again. The 160, yes. then you buy another one. Yes. And you just keep the velocity of the money rolling. Yep, yep. Yep. Because Dude. now, you got to understand that first property. That, bro? So that first property that you bought, think about it. The first property that you bought, you have... No skin in the game. Right. So you put nothing down to make an infinite amount of money. That's what's genius about this situation. Where you learn that, bro? Man, some mentorship. You know what I mean? And, and you know, so like, that basically the process of it is to buy. You buy the property under 65% of ARV. Okay, so you're not going to buy a property that's over 65%. So if you're, if the worth, if the house is worth all fixed up 200000 you're not going to, you said 60%? You said 60%? 65%. 65%. So you're not going to, you're not going to buy it where, you're not going to spend more than 130. No. How do you find a house like that? So, $70,000. So you got to look for motivated sellers, right? And, you know, and so basically a motivated seller is somebody that's going through a divorce. Somebody who got an estate because a family member has passed away. Somebody who's in pre-foreclosure. They've not paid their bills or their mortgage in the last two to three months. Therefore, they're in a situation where they may have lost their job. Something's wrong, right? So my job is to go in there and help them with the problem. So I'm not always trying to steal their home. But yeah. if I could give them a solution to get out of it, lots of times they need to sell it. And if I've, you know, gave them the right advice and they're comfortable with me, they sell me the home. And since they're in a situation that where they're motivated to sell, typically it comes with a little bit of equity. Now, I'm going to give you some juice, though. Mm. When I'm looking for properties, I'm looking for properties that have at least 40% in equity or more. Okay. Yeah, because you're not going to spend more than 60%. Boom. Makes sense. Yeah. So when I when I go get lists, so you go to like, you could go to places like PropStream, ListSource, and get lists, and now you need to look for properties that have 40% to 100% equity. Therefore, if it has 100% equity, that means you could get a deeper discount on it. And that's how you get properties. If they own it free and clear. Right. I see. And that's how you can get properties at a deeper discount. But the list, like the prop stream or the... Um, list source. List source, they don't give you all those numbers. They don't. And that's where you could come and get some help from me, and I assist you. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? So, you know, okay. we got mentorship for that. Oh, so you have access to all the... Yeah, yeah. So I got a platform that's called entrepreneur.entrepreneur.com right. that basically helps individuals basically how to get, learn how to get free rental properties. Learn how to get free rental properties. Mm -hmm. I need some free rental properties, bro. I just realized, I didn't know I needed free rental, rental property until you just said it. No doubt. I mean, imagine using the same, let's just use for simple numbers. Imagine using $100,000 mm -hmm. over and over and over and over, over time. So you got 100 free rental properties and each rental property bought you $300. That's $30,000 with the same, per month, with, with the same, same $100,000. Got you, got you. Just, so, just leveraging the system. So you don't, you don't like buy for fix and flip? So, um, 
so I shop and I whenever whenever we acquire an asset, basically I allow the asset to tell me what to do with it. And so when I find a property, let's say I put it in my system. I want a property with 40% equity or more um, in this zip code, um, whatever. Let's say your house comes up, you're ready to sell, but your ARV is $400,000, mm-hmm. right? Technically, that's a house that it is a fix and flip house. Right. So if my team doesn't have work, I'll keep the house and I'll flip it if there's margin enough, if there's enough margin for me to make. Right. But in other cases, I'll just wholesale it. Because mm-hmm. my goal is just to buy and hold. I'm I'm saving, I, I mean, I'm building passive income through what I'm doing. I'm not really, that's not my strategy. So you don't want the big money up front. No, 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 no. I got her hair company that brings me that type of cash. I invest that, and I just increase the velocity of, of my investments. Dang. So, so, the you have one business that spits off the money. Mm-hmm. Real estate is a slower play. Definitely, but it's the long. It's the it's a long term play. It's a it's retirement a play. play. I'm trying to retire at 45, boss. How do you know? I'm 39. You close. Hey. I got a lot of work to do. I, I want 200 doors. What will retirement look like? Um, man, 20-hour work week, uh, helping individuals achieve financial freedom, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I like to teach uh, and, and just help individuals achieve whatever freedom looks like to them. So for right. me, my goal is just to be at peace and have financial freedom. If yeah. I got those things, I'm happy. Yeah, I, w- I want to get into some some like some real estate property, but I for me, for me to I gotta, it has to be like a really amazing deal. I understand that. And I don't know how to find that. So you, you can go through the, the prop stream, right? Or I don't know. I'll be on Zillow a lot. <laughs> so this is the thing, though. You don't want to shop where it's crowded at. Everybody's on Zillow, right? So the strategy that we use allows us to basically go straight to the actual owner. Therefore, it's less competition. If there's less competition, basically you can get a deeper discount. But if you have 20 people shopping at the same home and and it's a great deal, before you know it, you know, people buy it up emotion, right? The price is going to go up and go go up and it's never going to be a deal. that just happened. It was a spot uh, not far from here because I'm looking for a place over here so that I can do an Airbnb because people are coming in for time for events and stuff like that. And I'd rather send... It would always be packed, I think. Right. And... They put out this thing and they said, yo, it's this price. And I said this to my man, Ramon. He was like, yo, oh, this is amazing. But in there, he said, oh, they try to run, they try to run the price up. Mm. I was like, what do you mean? He said, yo, it's a, it's a, um, I don't know what it was. Pretty, I, I forgot what it, what it's called, but pretty much they all get the bid. Mm, so it's, an like, yo, it's an auction. Yeah, yeah. The realtor was doing that though. Mm-hmm. So it starts at 100. And you get all these people saying, yo, I get 100. They're like, yo, I get 110. Let me get that. Because mm-hmm. it was such a good deal up front. I was like, yo, I'm about to go because I'm going to get it for 100. And he's right. like, yo, you're not going to get that joint for 100. No, nah, no. Nah. So the goal is basically to get everybody emotionally attached and organically the price is going to go up. So we don't want that. We want to yeah. basically go to somebody and, you know, assist them and aid them with a situation that they have. Solve a problem. And when you solve that problem, if an option, if it's a deal that works where the numbers work for us and them, then they can leave the property with some cash. Gotcha. So, so all right. So, walk us through the steps, man. Like, if I'm a, if I'm gonna do this, like, walk me through the steps of how I get to this motivated seller. Got you. So, first and foremost, you get a list. 
Um, you could get it through PropStream or ListSource. You go in there, you basically want to buy um, in whatever area you want to. So you pick your county, inner city. Do you have PropStream on your phone? Uh, I do not have it on my phone. I like to work on the computer, man, because I'm used to spreadsheets and all kind of stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. You know you what I'm saying? Sure. But you uh, you basically select the list. You want, you want equity of 40% to 100%. 40% to 100%. Mm-hmm. The next thing you want to do is make sure that the home is at least 10 years old. Okay. Because we want equity. We want that somebody has paid equity down. You don't want a 2019 home if not made many payments on it. So there's With not the a lot of equity. It gives everybody's phone number? No. No, I'm about to head there. Okay. All right. So once you do that, basically I get a list of addresses in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what I teach people to do is to actually call. So we have scripts that we give people for different scenarios, right? So it has their phone number on it. No, not yet. That's a process. That's in the process. That's called skip tracing. Mm-hmm. So when we skip trace, so basically you get the list, you turn it into the skip tracer. So then they come back and give you the name and phone number of the owner of the addresses that you got. Skip tracer. That's just a software. Talking? That's a software. Oh. Yeah. Bash skip tracing. You can go to bash skip tracing, and okay. basically they'll give you a list on. They'll give you a list of phone numbers on everybody you got. Now you got to pay a little bit more if you want to get the corporate numbers, meaning that. I have my business, I mean, my homes are under my business name, right? Yeah. So you got to pay a little bit more to get the business accounts. Now, a lot of people don't do that, but that's where you win. This is why. If you're an investor with a business, you don't just probably have one rental. You probably have many. Right. So if you're getting rid of one because you're tired of being a landlord, more than likely you're getting rid of more. So I, I tell people to get the list with the corporate with the corporate names on it. Right. So again, you could you can make the calls and or you can have a virtual assistant uh, make the calls. We have the scripts to help you. So when you're calling, basically you're just trying to set appointments. Mm-hmm. You just, hey, my name is Eric Armstrong. I'm buying homes in the area. I've been looking at your home. I'm very interested. Are you looking to sell? Uh, if I were to give you the price that you wanted, would you sell? That's a part of the script. Yes. If I were to give you the price that you wanted, would you sell? That's a good question. Because more than likely, they're going to say yes. Everything is for sale for the right number, right? Because right, people are trained to say no initially, uh-huh. right? Unless you have the right question. Like, when you go buy shoes, they're like, yo, can I help you? You're like, nah. I'm just looking. I'm just looking. Even if you you know you need help. You feel me? Like yeah, you just don't want to be bothered trained. this time. Yeah. But you got to understand, that's the first thing I tell them. If I give you what you want, would you say yes? That's one. Two, if I could give you a cash offer... How soon would you be willing to close? I could buy cash right now. Therefore, you can measure their sense of urgency to sell the house. So you can know if they're just wanting to hear numbers or if they're really trying to get out of there. If they say, hey, bro, you can have that boy today. Right. Hey, make, we make that appointment right away. But then if they're like, uh, you know, probably like a couple months, then you know that they're just kind of kicking tires. They just want to hear some numbers. Yeah. So those are the type of things that we walk people through to kind of become assertive in getting appointments. We just need to get there. And so that's how basically we get to those type of houses. Then the next step is... Hold on real quick. Yep. Is it like no matter what number they say, you want to get the appointment? So let's say... So, that- so, so, so kick me a number. So if you said, hey, I want $100,000, right? Mm-hmm. So I would then say, hey, if I may set an appointment with you, therefore I could check the home out. And if the number's... If, the, if my numbers are good, then I'll give you a cash offer right there. Mm-hmm. All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I got to tell you, finally, you asked for it, and we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, the how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So 
It's about that time. We put together our Patreon. We put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships, okay? So... Check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is um, the support is appreciated. Okay, thank you so much. Now back to the episode. I don't say, hey, I'm going to go around and look to see what kind of repairs I got to make because nobody wants to be insulted when you walk in their home and they don't want you to identify everything that's wrong. That's going to get the door closed on us. Mm-hmm. So what we do is just basically say, hey, I just need to assess the property to just kind of see the, you know, where, where it'll be assessed at. And then from there, I'll give you a cash offer. The, all they hear is cash offer. But mm. when you get there, now you're going to go look at the repairs. Right. And so I have a repair cost calculator. It's a checklist that, you know, from A to Z basically shows you what to look for. And it calculates per square footage your numbers. So if you've never done this before, it's a great tool that will assist you in how to do it. Because if you think about it, most people make their mistakes and or they're intimidated because they don't know how to calculate repairs. Yeah, for sure. So what the calculator goes in there and say, yo, this is a, um, I don't know, a 4,000 square foot house. Mm-hmm. It needs three bathrooms repaired. It gives you the calculation of how much it's going to cost. Yeah, you could hit three vanities. Boop, 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 boop. It's going to give me, you know, I have, I have the average price of, of, of vanities. You know what I'm saying? So I have high end and low end. Then if you, you got to get toilets, three toilets. Boop, boop. You know, if you want to do tile, I show you how to calculate the tile that goes on, on in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't have tile, you're just using, you know, uh, the um, I forget what, what uh, material that is, but the board where it's not tile, we calculate it. So, yeah, so it breaks it down and it helps you calculate the kitchen, mm-hmm. everything, A to Z. It simplifies it. It eliminates the fear in new investors. I like that. I like that. I yeah. like that. Okay. All right. So, but bef- what's the work you do before you get to the house, though? So, before I get to the house, the first thing I do is, um, we, we make the calls, right? So when somebody accepts an appointment, uh, um, we look at the ARV. That's the after repair value, the potential value of the property. Because if in the conversation she tells us what we need to sell at or what she wants to sell at, we'll be able to evaluate, okay, um, the, the ARV is 100000 She's willing to sell it at 30000 right? Mm-hmm. That means I know when I go visit the property, I can only afford to do $35,000 in repairs. So that is my budget. Because the 65% rule. Right. Got it. So that's how we apply the 65% rule. But when I'm there, I, I'm able to see that, hey, the repairs are only $20,000. This is a go. From mm. my phone, I could send her a contract and she could, you know, DocuSign right then and there. Dang. And then after she signs, that's in that same contract, I get an email confirmation and forward it to the title company. And, and you know, I buy homes as is. Therefore, that they don't feel that we're going to go through an inspection and back out. I take the risk on but I've had enough practice to be able to be comfortable with taking on the risk. Give me your biggest loss. because. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations or multiple systems on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. 
with NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. We've all taken losses Ooh. in real estate. I know I have. All right. So, um... I took it as his home, and um, there was mold in the roof. Um, okay. But the mold didn't penetrate the ceiling, and so it was mold in the, in the, on the backside of the ceiling. So you didn't you didn't know we didn't know. And so for the whole house, it was sixteen hundred square foot. It was a ranch. Did you smell nothing, or uh, it wasn't strong enough. No. So typically you do smell it, but it didn't leak. So we didn't we didn't look at it. So we had to tear off the whole ceiling. And we have to take off all the OSB OSB boards off the uh, roof. What's OSB boards? That's like the uh, the wood that's used before you put your shingles on. Oh, really? So we had to tear the whole thing off. So you had to take the whole roof off. Man, that that was like a twenty thousand uh, dollar mistake. And then you know what I'm saying. So it took the profit and the margin in the deal and uh, from like forty to like twelve. But you still made twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, but I mean, you it's know, not a loss, Eric. Man, it ain't a lot of money, man. When you spend four months working on that, you know what I mean. So Jesus. I look. So it again, because you compared it to hair, bro, that's a lot of money. Twelve thousand dollars for four, right? Couple dollars. So months. this is how I look at it, right? So when we look, when we're evaluating a deal, a lot of people want to look at a flip and they say, "Man, twenty thousand dollars is great deal. It's great money." You flipped flip this one. Uh, I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So people look at a deal and say, hey, I can make $20,000, $25,000 with this deal. Mm -hmm. But if it's going to take you five months to deal to do a deal that costs you $5,000, you get a job and have less stress. Go home at the end of the night. That's a fact. And I have to manage people. Therefore, you know, for me, each most projects take three to four months. I'm looking to make $50,000 per deal on a flip if I ever take on them. I probably do two or three flips a year. Right. But I'm a buy and hold investor primarily. I just get the flips to keep my team working. I can't afford my team to go work for nobody else. Oh, I see. Because yeah. you need to have them on go, doing repairs, give them a job. Yeah, keep them busy, man. Because if you're just buying and holding, they fix it and they don't do nothing else. Yeah, but you got to keep them coming, though, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So you never taken a loss in real estate? No, no. Really? Because it's all about how you buy. You know what I mean? So I've been able to have mentorship assist me, you know, through the process. Mm. You know what I mean? Mike is actually one of my first mentees, bro. Really? You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. You so, got a house? You got two cribs? I thought you were just a videographer, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah, he's a... Not to just videographer you, but... Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's actually a dope photographer, and he's a realtor. So he saves on fees whenever he does deals. 
Dang. Yeah, yeah. He's an adult coach. Yeah, you got two. How old are you? 28. You got two properties. Golly. All right, so what was his situation? Um, his situation, man, I'm gonna be honest with you, he just came to me wanting to learn. And so we exchanged it. He's a photographer. I needed pictures at her hair company. Yeah. And he wanted, uh, you know, to use my mentorship system. And so I offered it up. You know, he followed me, took pictures and things like that. And I was just there to guide him through, through the process. Also, when he called, I was there. Tell me about his deal. Um, so his deal, he got it from his grandma. Actually, uh, you tell me about your deal. Let's go to the mic. I want to I hear, I wanna hear your, uh, your experience. Young man with some properties. You know what I mean? That's lit. Um, my, my first one? Yeah, first, yeah, first yeah. one. Um, you see so I yeah. on you, Joe? My first one? Right. He got that on you. <laughs> you offended. Don't let him talk to you like that. Right. Now, my, 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 second, my second one is my personal, okay. but I'm using it as a stepping stone to my, my third. Gotcha. So using the bird method that he's talking about. Gotcha. Um, so my first one, I bought from my grandmother uh, for $17,000. It was all cash. I saved up the money. Um, it needed about $40,000 worth of work. Um, I had that cash too because I saved seventeen thousand dollars. Seventeen thousand dollars cash. How much was the property worth? Uh, at that time, probably like twenty five, thirty. Really? Yeah. I mean, we, it was a hood. Hey, it, no, it was a hood property. Would you catch that? It was worth twenty five. He gave his mama, grandma fifteen. He's stealing from his family. He said, "What's that seventeen? <laughs> I just wanted no, to acknowledge no, that. It, no, yeah, I, I was about to cook him. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, if this joint is worth a hundred thousand dollars. You should be a savior." No, nah, it needed a lot of work. But though. it was worth twenty five. It was worth twenty five. I gave him seventeen, which is. That wasn't an ARV. That's as is cost. My the ARV on the property is about ninety five. Yeah, you're a savage, bro. No, 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 no. So as as is though, it was worth twenty five. No, it's worth a hundred, and you had to put forty in it. It's only worth a hundred when I put the forty in it. Right. So yeah. you yeah. So it's, it's about fifty five percent. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You good? So you treated grandma right. Hey, <laughs> sorry though. Yeah. yeah you so so right. grandma, she she did cut me a deal. Um. So even even at twenty five though, if I would have put the forty into it, it still have been sixty five. Yeah, so the numbers would have would have cooked yeah. out still. Um, so yeah, that's, that's basically where, it. Where I, at? I gave her the I, I put forty thousand. You said where? Where where? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Okay. Indianapolis. Indiana. So you put forty into it. I put forty into it. Uh, I used the contractor. It wasn't the great contractor. Um, Y'all probably talking about it. it's probably the hardest part in real estate is finding good people to work with you. Yeah. Um, but they did an okay job in a house of praise for ninety two thousand because it wasn't to the level right. that I expected it got to be. It, but it. the numbers still worked out. Um, so yeah. So the the uh, forty thousand. Where did you did you was that cash or did you have? Uh, I saved I saved up the forty thousand too. Um, Eric he showed me how to get the private money, um, but I cheated on my taxes a couple of years. So it was. Don't say that out loud, bro. No, I, I, no, I, I, I pay. I pay for it now. Like I pay. I went back and paid for it. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I yeah. so I could get myself together because Eric told me if you don't if you cheat the system, it ain't gonna help you at all. So you got your good mentor. Bro. Yeah, he, he the right. best thing you he do. Right. The best thing you can do, man, is pay taxes. Um, one year I paid four hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars in taxes. But I'm gonna be. I'm gonna tell you like this. I got nine properties like in six months because. Yeah. The lending that I was able to obtain because I paid my tax liability was crazy. So I have $4 million credit lines now because I pay those type of taxes. You paid 400 Okay, so you claimed a lot. I was sick. Let me ask you, did you do it quarterly or? Uh, nah, I do it at the end of the year. This is why, though, right? So, so like somebody like you, you're doing a podcast. You don't have a tangible item. Mm -hmm. Me, I have hair extensions. 
So at the end of the year, if we're looking like very good over there, like we have $4 million in capital in the bank account, I'm going to buy $3 million in hair. Now it's just rolled over into the next year and that's not taxed because it's actually inventory. Did you actually buy $3 million off of hair? No, I wouldn't do that. I'm just giving you an example. Right, right, okay. I see. There it is. I see. You nosy, bro. <laughs> 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 I be curious, bro. I be want to know what's going hey, on with this because, money. Because like if we was trapping, bro, you was just, just like, hey, you got it somewhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Find the story, y'all. He snitched on himself. I got him snitched on himself. He said, hey, I, I lied on my joint. No, no, no. Okay, so. <laughs> All right, so you said 400000 in taxes, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. In, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've done it a few times, bro. But again, the amount of money I'm able to leverage because of the amount of loans mm. that I could use to obtain, you know, I have commercial real estate as well too. So like, mm. it works. Got you. Are you are all of your properties profitable right now? Hundred percent. So through through Corona, I had ninety five percent retention rate. That five percent occupancy was just turnover. Why do you have ninety five percent? Um, I think that's just because of the quality of the rehab. Mm -hmm. Um, I my contractor is kind of like a builder, like he's builder grade, and so we just created the system to where like no matter what he's doing, he gets a weekly check. So basically, the house is so nice that they can't, they don't want to lose it. You know what I'm saying? And so I also keep my price points right around my sweet spot in Indianapolis is right between twelve hundred and fourteen hundred dollars per month. You know what I'm saying? Profit. I no, mean, uh, that's that's I what mean, I rent, rent for. Yeah, rent, yeah. yeah, yeah. Typically, I average about three fifty to four hundred dollars per property. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? As far as margin, net after property management fees and all that, because I don't manage my properties. Gotcha. So you, I mean, you make six figures a year in and just that, yes, and just real estate. Yeah, and just rentals. And just rentals, mm -hmm. not including all the equity in all the properties. Right, right. Are you actively buying more properties? Oh, definitely, definitely. So I slowed down because I've been working on entrepreneur to entrepreneur, and I've been focusing on that project. But yes, I'm always looking. But I've just, I'm just been wholesaling them. So we, so I, again, I have callers just to keep they're great, just to keep them on my team. I still buy acquire, but we just wholesale it to other investors. You know, what I mean, we got a buyers list. So when you enter the program that I'm going to uh, talk to everybody about, right. you could also buy my buyer's list. It, it comes with my buyer's list, basically. And so we have 6,500 buyers from all around the country. Mm. Therefore, you don't got to do the legwork if you don't have the relationships. Got it. Got it. Mm -hmm. Do you own... But I'm saying, do, your properties, are they all in Indianapolis? For right now, yes. Mm -hmm. Where are we going? Man, Tampa. Why Tampa? So um, I've learned how to buy at the tax sale. So they have what's called over-the-counter OTCs over there. And basically, when you buy from a tax sale, typically you have a, uh, a, a period where they can redeem the property. They got a redemption period. So in Tampa, there's no redemption period if it doesn't go at, on the original sale. Mm -hmm. So whatever's left over could go over-the-counter, and you get, the, you get the title right then and there. Mm. Yeah. You spend some time out there? I have. I've been looking and studying the areas and understanding the neighborhoods, the hot and cold. And, you know, I try to buy... C, B, and A properties. You know what I mean? What's that mean? Basically, it's just the grade of the property, the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? We're looking at crime. Crime affects the grade. Um, are there nearby restaurants? Um, how old the houses are? You know, if there's gentrification, things of that nature. Yeah. So, do you still do? Do you do residential as well, or just commercial? It seems like when I talk to people and they've been in real estate for a while, they stop doing residential. Yeah. So, in in most cases, you might as well do the transaction one time and get, you know, 20, 30 units. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, um, I'm just comfortable with what I have and I have a system. 
Therefore, I'm not really like involved with the system too much. I just, I'm just involved in the acquisition. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because on the rehab, we use the same paint. We use the same things for the bathroom. We use the same things for the kitchen. Right. So it's rinse and repeat, right? We're using that same $100,000 and doing it over and over and over yeah. and over. So, so there's a system there. I'll sooner or later build a system to get commercial buildings as well. Gotcha, gotcha. Why not Atlanta? Uh, you know, I don't know the market yet. You know what I'm saying? I like to study a little bit before I dive in. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because I'm in Atlanta, so I need... We should probably have, like, a real estate acquisition company. Hey, that's pretty much what it is. You know, everybody should. At the end of the day, acquisition is the number one us, skill. Man. See, look. I swear my partnership? <laughs> I'm talking... No, I want to... Hey, man, I got a question, doing. though. I got a question, though. What you got? How many partnerships you got? Why y'all in my business? I'm asking the questions around here. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? This ain't I'm your just podcast. curious. My I'm just I curious. Ask the question. I'm just curious. You know what I mean? I, I, I need to make sure that you can devote enough energy over here. I got a few. Okay, there it is. We'll talk about it off camera, man. Yeah, we'll talk about it off camera. No, but I like your style. I like the way you approach it, man. I like the way you approach it. Are, are you are you going to get more in Indianapolis? Definitely, definitely. My goal is to get 200 properties in Indianapolis. So I'll tell you why. In the Midwest, um, Let's use the heat map, right? We're looking at the U.S. Just imagine with me, right? Imagine the, the borders of the U.S. being red, the most expensive real estate, California, Florida, you know, everything on the border is red, right? That's a heat map, right? Yeah. Then you got places like is Texas. Is that accurate? Is that like a thing? Uh, Close. Chicago's expensive, you know what I mean? But the Midwest is going to be green, right? Because it's the cheapest the cheapest homes are in the Midwest. And what states are Midwest? Um, I would include Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, Kentucky, uh, Illinois. And that's the Midwest. I don't know why it seems like Detroit and all that is east still. Nah, nah, nah. I would say, I would say you start east coast like what Pennsylvania and all that. Yeah. It's in the geography coast though, bro. You, you get me all tied up in geography. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you're, you're the so, most, ex- go So ahead. what I was going to say is if we're looking at real estate, you know, as, as a heat map, right? It's green there. It's the cheapest there. Mm-hmm. So what is happening is there's a shortage in affordable housing because materials cost so much. Therefore, there will come a point where we won't be able to buy houses under 200000 The houses that were $80,000, $100,000 uh, in 2008, today are like one seventy-five. Mm-hmm. So it's going to continue to appreciate over time, right? So people, are, people can't afford to buy real estate in California, New York, those areas. So they invest that million-dollar house that you could have bought in California, you can get 10 of them in Indiana. Right. So, them guys. so I feel like I'm. it's my backyard, and I understand it. So why not, you know what I'm saying, execute in it, and then when the prices, you know, reach what they reach, and it's not a good deal, I go elsewhere. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Because cause, cause the market's going to stay high, right? So I've heard people say, hey, the market's going to crash. Right now, there are 20 buyers for every home out there. The, the market is not going to calm down until it's one-to-one. Explain that. Meaning that whenever there's a realtor selling the house, mm-hmm. on average, in Indianapolis, there's about 20 buyers trying to get that property. Mm-hmm. I just put a property for, for sale. It was the flip. I got 53 offers in 72 hours. Damn. But so, like, like my man was saying, um, anytime it's like that, something's going to crash. Like, because they're overpaying. Not in the Midwest. Because the investors from the outside could buy cheaper there. Therefore, the Midwest is just catching up. It's just turning from green to light green to yellow. It's not red. Therefore, they're going to continue going to the Midwest. It's going to stay hot in Indiana, in Michigan, in Ohio, in those areas. 
So the places where people want to live, to li- they're buying property to live, those areas, people are overpaying right now. Definitely. But investors, where they're just buying the property, not necessarily to live, but to rent, that area is still low, which means it has room to grow. 100%. 100%. 53 offers, bro? 53 offers. It was crazy. That I've never seen it. still seems like out of that, like somebody's willing to overpay. 100%. So let's, but let's look at it on this side, all right? So as a landlord, there are people looking for homes and there are not enough homes for the amount of people looking for homes. Yes. Therefore, rents are going up. And that's how we grow over time as landlords using the systems that I'm teaching people how to get free rentals. Do you have your own real estate management company? Uh, so I have my own firm. Yes, it's called St. Castle Investment Firm. Mm-hmm. So if I get a property out there, you can manage it? I got a property manager um, that I use as affiliate and client properties. Really good? Mm-hmm. 100% great guy. And he's so good that any, any repairs over $100, he allows me to take care of it. And that's where they make their money. Explain that. So uh, property managers... Property management companies typically make their money based on the repairs. They add like a 20% tax. Mm-hmm. If you need a new AC, it costs $4,000. they are adding 20% to that. Hey, you know what I mean? So like imagine ha- managing 1,000 properties and I was putting 20% on everybody's repairs. They're making a killing. Mm-hmm. But with me, I've negotiated it that, because I have so many properties with them, that when he has to do repairs, any repairs over $100, I take. He took it. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, would he give me that same deal? Um, I wouldn't say that. I think that he'll give you that deal after you get about What if you my 10. partner? There it is. I could, I could probably work it something so out So we can you. get some... I can help you get to the 200? There it is. <laughs> there it is? Is your answer? You know like, what I mean? like, is that a yes? Is that like, yo, no, we can get... We could definitely talk about it. You know what I'm saying? I, I got to see what you're talking about, bro. I'm just saying, in, in the Midwest, I mean, in Minneapolis... Mm-hmm. Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Let me get the city right first. There it is. In Indianapolis... Like, we find some properties, because I'm sure stuff come across your desk all day. All day. So you find a good property. Let me get that joint. You manage it. <laughs> Let you get the joint. Let you get the cash while I sit out. I don't want to manage. No, together, bro. I don't, oh, there it is. No, nah, no, nah, that, that works, man. That works. Not that you need my little cash. No, 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 man. So this is what people need to understand. We don't use our money. We use other people's money to make our money. You know what I'm saying? You keep your money in your pocket. We learn to leverage other so people's you money. you don't need me. No, 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 man. No, no, no. We could scale quicker with somebody like yourself. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, bro. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. now the goal wouldn't be 200, though, because that was my goal. Our goal would need to be like 300. I'm with that. Yeah, there it is. I'm, I'm with that. Because like 100, I'd yeah. have some, some... Yeah, but I was listening, right? So you said, hey, I can help you get to that 200. That was my goal. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But hitting the goal, whether I'm involved or not, the goal is the goal, man. Don't act like... I got Semantics. You. All right, so we going like we can do it. Though? We can do that. We can so do that. So, what would a partnership like that look like? And making it fair to where nobody gets mad. Got you. How would you structure that? So, um, probably fifty-fifty. So, I have the sweat equity, mm-hmm. and you have the cash, and then we rinse and repeat. We'll still leverage the bank, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but with every bank deal, you got to put ten percent down. So, we use your money as ten percent. My guys, I would manage the project until it's rented, and then we go from there. So, property two hundred thousand. I put up the twenty thousand. I manage the project, the you deal. manage the project. Boom. When it's rented, we're, we're, we're getting the check. And we split it. Oh, we split Okay. Yeah. All right. But and, and then I'll take the money out, and I'll put money... Into the next property. Into the next property, and you'll just 
kind of that, that's a that's a win win situation. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Joe, you with it? You like what I was? Because you gotta be my half with the half. If you we you we have we half. That's fine. We got you got a half. <laughs> <laughs> we split the partnership with Eric, so whatever I make, you get half of that. Y'all, y'all gonna stop acting like y'all want to partner with me. That's too funny. You, you, you get what I'm saying. See, y'all, y'all something else. Hey, anything I need to know as a beginning uh, investor, because there are a lot of beginning investors here. Anything gotcha. I need to know? The number one skill, whether you're wholesaling, investing, uh, as a active uh fix and flipper, and or a buy and hold investor, you need to understand how to do your repairs. Mm-hmm. You need to understand how to calculate repairs. You it's essential. You yes, yeah, yeah, the repair cost estimator. Um, and so basically you could get that at thementorshipcost.com. Mm-hmm. So thementorshipcost.com, basically you'll be able to purchase it there. And basically it has a video with it as well too, where you'll be able to like learn step by step on how to calculate repairs. Sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, that's I the number you know what? I think I, um, and I had a, a guy that kind of helped me. Well, he actually, holds, he did the wholesale to me for the property. So he made his bread. It was a good deal. He kind of walked me through it saying it's going to cost this. And he was pretty accurate. Okay, good. The challenge was there was uh, a lot of stuff that after, we didn't get an inspection. Mm, okay. And after we did the repairs, the inspector comes in and says, nah. Look, look at this situation. So the, mm. the, the, the owner, the previous owner, he did a whole bunch of stuff himself. Mm. It was like real, real, just home, just jackleggy stuff, right? So we spend the money on the repairs, and then the inspector comes in and says, nope, you can't do that. Take that off, do that, and it just mm. it drowned me. I lost 15000 on that deal, mm. and I did not like that. Got you. So what I tell people to do is always um, have get three quotes mm-hmm. and get a guy to come get a co- guy to come after and review the other guy's job. Why do I say that? Because they hate on each other. So if I had a contractor do the job and I'm hiring a contractor to oversee the next one, he wants to make some money. So he's just going to be pinpointing everything that was done wrong. Mm. And you could pay him for his trip and go back to the guy and say, "Hey, that's not that's not done right." Yeah. He will never know. That's smart, bro. There it is. You went to college? Man, I did. So I went to Indiana University, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, and I got a, got a Harvard certificate. Do you really? Certificate for business strategy. Dang. Uh, well, now that explains the whole her hair company. Yo, for, I'm going to reach out to her because I got a little following on social media. Uh, okay. If I put that deal together. Okay. I got you, bro. I own 10% of your company. That's what's up. <laughs> All right. Um, I got to do, do a quick commercial, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So, um... I got, I got to pay some bills so that I can have the money no to invest with you. Uh, this episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com, themorningmeetup.com, the only organization that gathers every single day uh, for the betterment of entrepreneurs, okay? There are entrepreneurs all across the country that need help. They need a community. They need a base of customers, and they need coaching. We provide all of that in the morning I'm meetup. in there. Are you in the building? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you in the morning meetup, really? I don't be in there every day. I be having other work to do, man, but right. I'm in there. You be listening to it? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You enjoy yeah, it? Yeah, no doubt. And I love the guests. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, the speaker uh, was speaking the other day. Jeremy. Jeremy, yeah, 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 yeah. Jeremy, yeah, he went crazy. Yeah. Man, I didn't know you was in the morning meetup, yeah, man. You don't pay attention to all your students, bro. It's 400 people there every morning. It's cool, bro. It's cool. It's okay. I know. Especially you don't say nothing. I be chilling, man. I be, just be, I be listening. I be trying to intake in the morning. I don't talk in the morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
So yeah, as you can see, it's 400 people. But I love everybody individually. Okay, you know. <laughs> but if you speak, if you like speak up, you'll you have the opportunity to speak up. So um, yeah, go go to themorningmeetup.com. Check us out. If you like us, you can stay at seventy nine dollars a month. If you don't like us, you can just leave. It's all good. My my feelings aren't hurt. So I'm um, go to themorningmeetup.com. So E, thank you, man. No, no, thank so, you. Uh, okay, I guess you got to tell me about your mentorship. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So basically, if we're partners. Do I gotta be in a mentorship? Do I gotta? Man, yeah, I will, I will. I'll just you buy you need to know a little something. Buy, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so in the game. All right, yeah, so tell me about this. So, man, uh, entrepreneur.com, basically, we teach people how to get free rental properties, man. Um, the goal is to basically teach people how to buy correctly, mm -hmm. um, uh, accurate repairs, and basically how to find tenants. You know what I'm saying? Tenants and rent the property. After that, we help you with the refinance process. We, you know, what makes us different is that you got access to me where you can leverage me. Mm -hmm. Not just, you know what I'm saying, information, but you actually have my tools mm -hmm. um, to add. We have weekly mentorship calls. Um, we have everything that you need to really be able to execute this and build generational wealth with. Gotcha. You know, uh, so, so yeah, man, we... Uh, and you're on the call every week? Yes. Hey, I'm oh, on the call. So I ask personal questions about my definitely. situation. Okay. Yeah, definitely got to stay tapped in with, with, with the people, man. And so, you know, the goal, um, you know, with there is... My ultimate goal, man, is to take transactional partnerships and always make them strategic. You know what I mean? There's a difference. You know, let's say, for instance, me and you, um, I asked you to mentor me on my podcast. And I basically was just like, hey, what's the ticket? Mm. You told me the ticket. I paid the ticket. That was a transactional relationship. You didn't know me like that. But my goal was to always make sure that I made it a strategic uh, a strategic re relationship and that's something that we need to do. I plan to do that with a lot of my students. So there will be opportunities for me and my students to also leverage me and partner up with me on deals. Sure. Therefore, yeah. we could grow together and they get to leverage my experience. Yeah, yeah, that, that was right because like, I was uh, coaching you on that but like we be texting each other all the time about just random stuff. It'd be, it be podcast talk. So I'll be, I was listening to the podcast. That's when I sent you like, you listen to this joint? This joint, this your lane. So no, nah, that, that, that's a fact. That's a fact. And I think that was, yo, keeping it real, most of the people that I work with came through my, like the morning meeting, like Joe, Jen, most of the people that I work with. So kudos to them now. Yeah, 100%. So yeah. I, I, I think there's value in that. You know no what I mean? Like, at least... I'm sure people be like, yo, I need some help. And the first thing you could probably do is just enroll in the course. Let me show that you got some sort of skin in the game. Mm -hmm. So, nah, that's that, that's amazing, man. I appreciate you, my brother. Definitely, oh, definitely. Can, there, I don't know what the, the investment is, but um, you got a discount? Man, so for everybody coming through, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm going to do $1 for the first month on my mentorship calls. Really? Yeah, so I, I got it from you, bro, because you know... Good entrepreneurs don't copy, they steal. So I stole. But you steal my homie though, bro. It's in my face, bro. You, know, you, you steal my homie though. Yo, you can't even man enough to do it behind my back. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, so I got mentorship calls from eight so, to nine o'clock. Mm -hmm. Um, so Monday through Friday from eight a.m. to nine a.m. We're covering wholesale deals. And that's um Eastern. Is that Eastern time? Eastern time. Yeah. That's yep. what my call is. How you yep, get yep. my call? Hey, I'm sorry, man. Hey, I, I gotta do what I gotta do because I'm gonna work it. Monday through Friday, bro. Really? I apologize. Oh, no, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? It's real estate based, though. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. so good. we cover wholesales and acquisitions. Uh, we cover flips and rehabs and deal analysis. So if you bring a deal, we'll actually go through it with you. Mm. Um, I have my lender and he lends to first-time investors. That's good. Uh, then we had a book club um with Dre. 
Right, right, right. Yeah, Dre's sure, hosting the sure. book club. And so that we're doing that every week, man. And mm-hmm. we have special guests, you know what I'm saying? So Monday through Friday. So I give that to your people for a dollar. That's needed, bro. Yeah. Even though that's like, that's super neat. So the first month's a dollar. It's on the, it's on the house, the baby. The whole month? The whole month, man. Dang. The whole that's month. It. I'm not doing a month. Or it's still a week, okay? But yeah, month, <laughs> you got that, Jack. But uh, yeah, appreciate you, man. Um, we'll put the, the link to your... Um, your program in the bio somewhere, okay, okay in the description. Um, so I need I need that five to ten year plan where you see yourself in the next five to ten years, so that I can watch this and say, Yo, Eric said it five ten years ago, and look, he's doing it. Got you. I uh, I plan to have two hundred homes, mm-hmm. two hundred units um, as far as doors uh, in the next in the next five years. My goal is also to have a a community of about three thousand students. Mm. Yeah. 3,000. 3,000 students. That's going to be lit. Yeah, yeah. All building generational wealth. Man, beautiful. Beautiful for the culture, man. I love it. I love it. Look, make make sure y'all follow my brother Eric, and uh, I need you to close this out with something strong, okay? Um, Let's put a bow on this whole whole podcast because there are... There's another DJ Smooth out there. there. Was it Smooth or Smooth? Smooth, TH, baby. Smooth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, how how would you encourage somebody um, to to like, let's get the first deal going. So let's get the first deal going, man. So you don't have to do it by yourself. Um, and so I think that um, mentorship is key, right? Um, so I don't know if this is motivation, but this is maybe some knowledge that we could apply. Mentorship comes in different ways, but sometimes we evaluate it. Um, Wrong. So this is what I'm going to say. Mentorship has came to me via friendship. Hey, bro, don't do that. That's a bad decision. You'll regret it, right? That's the friendship type of mentorship. There is strategic mentorship. You taught me how to podcast. You see what I'm saying? And so um, you taught me the essential skills that could help me, you know, build my community as a podcaster. Last but not least, there's a sponsor, it's a situation to where now you help me with my following by exposing me to a national brand. Mm-hmm. So today you have exercised every aspect of mentorship to me. Wow. And so I would say, I would encourage those to identify that, seek those and keep those all three levels of them. Because if somebody's sponsoring you, that means you executed the technique and they're willing to promote you. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Then the friendship is just somebody that's going to always keep you accountable and check you. So seek that, um, whether it's in myself in real estate, Dave, entrepreneurship, or whatever you're interested in, mm-hmm. I think is key. But to understand the different type of mentorship would allow you to evaluate the true potential in the mentorship. Because a friend is not going to always give you techniques yeah. and skills. A sponsor, you may not be ready to be sponsored because your techniques are boo-boo. For sure, for sure, 100%. <laughs> you know? But, you know, that's just uh, some some uh, a tip I could definitely give other entrepreneurs. Good, good, man. Can't close it out no better than that, man. Do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. One, go follow Eric. Number two, um, go get you some social proof. Go build something and bring it back to your community and teach them how you did what you did. That is the only way our community will grow. All right, we are out of here. Peace. Peace. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. 
Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays, and access to David's list of of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com save a little more this month Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. Banking services debit card provided by Bancorp, Bank NA, or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.